bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Mitchie podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. Happy misogynist of the week, Erica. Yay. I'm so glad we're back doing these episodes because it's just a nice catharsis, you know? It is super fun. And you get to like kind of shit on someone who's done something shitty or dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. yeah. And that's the catharsis. And so. Our first misogynist of the week for this season is anyone with small dick energy. (laughs) Literally anyone with small dick energy. And we don't mean that in like an exclusive way or like any sort of like heteronormative way. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. It's It's an attitude. It's an attitude. It's a vibe more than like literal right yeah so should we start let's start with the spartan the bud the smaller package (laughs) i mean i'd love for you to i'd love for you to give give us a definition of of small dick energy okay maybe and maybe and maybe an example that isn't that we're not gonna unpack here fuck an example that we're not gonna unpack okay so small dick energy is when men who are doing the most to emphasize traditional expressions of masculinity. So they're more aggressive. They are more like they just can't chill and it's relax. Like a, it's you know? like a, and move of- through, like move through life with some confidence. They always have to like project or overcompensate or right. something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like on the spectrum of toxic masculinity. Exactly. It's because not- they are performing what they think the traits of masculinity are, which are usually toxic. And or that that they think other men are doing, which may or may not be correct. Exactly. Right. So, it's so that's small dick energy. Yeah. Performative nature. Yeah. And yeah. So even though we're talking about anyone with small dick energy, we do have two examples today that we're going to talk I have, about. Oh, I have one that we don't, we didn't have. Okay. Pierre Polyev. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Great example. There you go. Great example. I think everybody went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But I think it's also... Yes, a vibe, but also like kind of a look. And like, if you look at Pierre Polyev, he looks on a very superficial level, like he has small dick energy, just the way he like slicks back his hair, the way he carries himself. You know, I think it's a very, very much in contrast to everyone's favorite couple in gossip right now, which is Kim Kardashian and uh, what's his fuck? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Right. Like, yeah. But, you know, like that's that was what when he was dating Ariana Grande, that was. The, yeah, was that's what we all do. Like, but like, it's more just like people like, oh, like BDE, like. Um, so oh our first example of small dick energy for this episode is Jeff Bezos. And <laughs> so if you live on the Internet like we do, you may have seen a video going around of um, Jeff Bezos at the 
at some awards ceremony or a gala last weekend with his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. And so just so we're clear, Jeff Bezos is 57 and his girlfriend is 51. So these are full on adults. He's not dating like a 20 year old. He's dating a grown ass woman. And so in the video, you see Sanchez chatting with, oh, guess who's there? Leonardo DiCaprio. And Mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, quite a bit taller than Lauren Sanchez. And so she's looking up at him. She's almost, he's so much taller than her that she's almost looking up to the ceiling. He can Um, definitely see the top of her head. Full on top of her head. Yeah. Because that's what like I explained once that, People who are like very much taller than me could see on the top of my head. This bothers me. It Mm -hmm. honestly bothers me because Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I Mm -hmm. don't like that. Anyway, you know what? What else is that Leonardo DiCaprio is a lot taller than Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. So he's literally so Jeff Bezos is looking up at Leonardo DiCaprio at probably about the same angle as his girlfriend. Mm hmm. So that needs to be put out there. Yeah. And so basically Sanchez is speaking to Leo and he is a celebrity, like an actual actor. And his job is to be charming. And, you know, I mean, we see the the models that he dates. And so, of course, he's got to be charming at some point in time. Yeah. And so she she smiles at him and laughs and she's like, he's got her eating out of his hand. He's only six feet. How tall? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wow. Man, these people must be really short. How tall is Jeff Bezos? Oh, my God. So Lauren Sanders is eating out of his hand, and Jeff Bezos is kind of just standing there saying nothing. 5'8". Man, they really... Listen, that 5'8 to 5'10 area range for men is very sensitive. Because, number one, they always round up to six feet. Mm -hmm. Men lie about their height Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Can I get an amen? Yeah. <laughs> they lie about their height and um, you're just like uh you're five seven it no you can't round up to six feet i'm not blind like i can see you yeah exactly why do they think so i mean the five eight to five ten range is where i find that kind of energy and it kind of intersects with like the napoleon complex mm. so it's kind of hard if if you if if they're both it's kind of difficult to know which kind of takes over or if it's like intersectional like mm-hmm. it's a whole new identity you mm-hmm. know there's an intersectionality of toxic masculinity happening here i'm just right saying. right and so you know this video goes viral and in response to it jeff bezos tweets out a photo of him leaning on a sign on some hike somewhere. And the sign says danger, steep cliff, fatal drop. And the tweet says, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something joking that he basically felt threatened by Leo talking to his girlfriend. I just listen, I get, there's a little bit of self-awareness that I think he thought he was having, but it really just came off as deeply insecure, deeply insecure, deeply like, I didn't realize, and this is this is what toxic masculinity leads you to do. It, ma- it makes you lead, it leads you to make a fool of yourself because the man just made a fool. This man is a fucking billionaire, gazillionaire. Like we all hate him, but we all use Amazon. You know, he is such a, like this man is power. He is power. 
He's more powerful than Leonardo DiCaprio. This is what's killing me. This man is more powerful than Leonardo DiCaprio. But in that one moment, he felt like the skinny kid who got Mm. no attention and maybe got picked on in school Mm -hmm. by this dashing, good-looking, and Leo's not even that. Leo, No, that's generous. Very generous of you. Leo's time is over. He's bloated. He has a dad bod. But Leo still has that big dick energy. And it's like this. It's like you don't you're cool. You're cool. Okay. you don't have to be the yippie dog. Mm -hmm. As I go back to Pierre Polyev to get attention. You just are. And that is how you tell. Jeff Bezos. The funny thing is, let's take a little dig into Lauren Sanchez because you're going to find this. So funny. So Lauren Sanchez and Jeff Bezos were uh, have been dating since 2018. She is a former Miss Junior America, New Mexico, extra reporter and helicopter pilot who knew everybody in Hollywood, mainly because she was married to one of their top talent agents, Patrick Whitesell. So they started dating. So Lauren has this brother named Michael. Michael can be described as, quote, a handsome gay Trump supporter, unquote, an agent for right wing pundits and reality stars. You know, it just goes to show the power knows no delineation. So Michael declared bankruptcy in 2010, owing his sister 165000 They bickered over the years, but were also tight. Well, they're brother sister. When Bezos sent her his nudes and naughty texts, she frequently forwarded them to her brother. Well, Somehow it got to the National Enquirer. Oh, this story. Yeah. He sent an email to a close friend who was also one of AMI. AMI is the parent company to the National Enquirer, Hollywood reporters. He told his friend he knew about a married Bill Gates type who was having an affair with a B-list married actress, meaning his sister. Yikes. Said he had compromises pictures to sell. You know, they were nervous. There was some blackmail going on. He pocketed 200000 from the from the National Enquirer parent company. And then Bezos said that AMI, the parent company, was blackmailing him in a medium post. And then it's more rich people fighting. So, yeah, this woman has managed to internationally humiliate this man twice. So... I remember when you were saying this about the text messages or the sexting, I remember this story. So I just Googled it to confirm this was the joke about Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez is that he texted her. I love you alive girl. That's what he called her alive girl. And this is basically when he was in the midst of getting divorced from Mackenzie. And so that's when those texts came out. Um, The internet made fun of him for calling her alive girl. That's, I think that's kind of disturbing. But that's <laughs> and it was just like so cringe. And I listen, a lot of podcasts that I listened to made fun of it because what a weird term of endearment. I know. Rich, rich people are weird. They're so weird. And you could tell that he's just so socially awkward. You could tell that that was his high school experience. Mm-hmm. You could just tell. Because a lot of people still live out their high school experiences. So that's Jeff Bezos. Our second candidate for this podcast is Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. At a recent national conservatism conference in Florida, 
Missouri Republican decried the left's quote unquote attack on American men. In his remarks, in a very Don Draper faux Mad Men era voice, and I don't know if this is his real voice because it sounds very put on, Mm -hmm. he said the following, quote, can we be surprised that after years of being told that their manhood is the problem, more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games, end quote. He then went on to, dec- to, to say that the country needed, quote, a revival of strong and healthy manhood and more men who will marry father, children, and shoulder responsibility. After he made these remarks and that the internet made fun of him, uh, he doubled down on these remarks in an interview with Axios. And we've got audio of that. What's a man? Well, a man is a father, a man is a husband, a man is somebody who takes responsibility. As conservatives, we've got to call men back to responsibility. We've got to say that spending your time not working, and we have more and more men who are not working, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online while doing nothing is not good for you, your family, or this country. So a viewer's watching this and they're thinking, really, what the liberals are doing are going to push me to watch Pornhub more or play Donkey Kong more? Do you mean that literally? Well, what I mean literally is that I think the liberal attack, the left-wing attack on manhood says to men, you're part of the problem. It says that your, your masculinity is inherently problematic. It's inherently oppressive. What's your basis for linking that to what liberals or the left, as you would say, do? Is that based on data or based on a hunch? Well, it's policy over many years. I mean, if you look at the policy of deindustrialization, those are policy choices Mike pursued over many years. I've looked wait, at- wait, how does that connect to porn? Oh, well, you've got, you've got men, 16 million men, Mike, who are idle, who don't have anything to do. Now, partly that's their own responsibility, but also partly it's because jobs have dried up in many cities across America and rural areas, too. I think you put together lack of jobs, you put together fatherlessness, you put together the social messages that we teach our kids in school. I think we've got to confront that and its effects. And so he blames supposed leftist policies of deindustrialization and fatherness for the decline of American males and the surge in their bad habits. And like, I just don't really understand what his point is, aside from the fact that uh, masculinity seems to be one of his pet causes. And yet- Why is he so concerned with everybody else's masculinity? And that's one question, but also like, okay, so you're going to- attack people's masculinity or be concerned that they're not masculine enough and yet propose no policies to to fix that you're just going to complain and that's one of my biggest things about republicans is that they're constantly complaining and not actually proposing any real solutions to the problems that they think that they're identifying that's because they're white men and they're used to copying off everybody else's paper i know and they hate women so it's not like the women can do the work for them either well, they hate women and then they'll make us work for them. It's totally like, just say you want a whole like um, binder full of women, binder full of women turns into handmaid's tale situation. And let's just keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. I'm so tired of these guys, man, these guys. And I do mean men and the women who love them mm-hmm. or tolerate mm-hmm. them or whatever mm-hmm. they do. But like de-industrialization, I'm sorry, the industrial revolution was a long time ago. And thanks to, you know, modern technology and other technological advancements, we don't need to rely on 
things that were created or that were the result of the industrial revolution, you know, you know, cars, cars have evolved a lot in the 20th century. Even women drive, go figure. The, the internet that the Republicans love so much is the result of deindustrialization. Oh, but they're going to do with this what they did with critical race theory. Okay. They're going to make this a thing and they're going to get all these white guys add. No, 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 not even white guys. They're going to get men across the racial spectrum to vote for them just on this. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So we're, we're like, this is a strategy and it's going to be effective. And we want, so what he's saying is that we want to be, go back to the jobs of industrialization. Okay. What does that mean? That means factories. So you're going to tell Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all those billionaires that AI and automation is bad, but, but then get your, they're probably going to complain that our productivity is down. Well, fucking pick one. You can't have it both ways. Productivity is going to decrease if you have, don't have automation. Well, I just, you know, I mean, these are the people who sold out their middle class. So I don't even know what they're talking about. They're the ones who sold out manufacturing. I mean, the Mm -hmm. Democrats did too. They all did. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know. So like the reason people don't have good jobs is surprise. Yeah. That's the thing. That is the thing. But also like he complains about pornography and video games. Uh, Well, video games are actually targeted to men. So what actually is the problem here? Like men are being told that these types of activities are only for them. And so they're congregating towards them. But now Mm -hmm. he's saying that they shouldn't. I don't know. know, I don't know what side he's playing on. That to me is weird. And yet he's not. Then there's another question of like, he's not saying why traits that women have men shouldn't have and that traits that men have women shouldn't have you know what i mean Mm. like he's he can't actually articulate the fact that men shouldn't be empathetic men shouldn't you know care for their children men shouldn't do whatever because it's it's all about this it's all about it is the resurgence of the fact of the 90s family values because Mm -hmm. if you if you look at how like axios the dude was uh, i i can't remember who it was um on axios who was like well what's your definition of a man and he's like a good father a good husband what the fuck does that mean those those that means nothing because you can still play video games and be empathetic and be a good father and a good husband but what does good look like exactly and how is it deconstructed i mean i it's just it's just a lot of fomenting at the mouth. And I'm just like, I, I, all I know is that we're going to be here in a year after the midterms talking about how men from every part of the racial spectrum voted for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Watch. Yep. Especially anything that cuts through like race and class, it's patriarchy. Yes. And it'll be, it'll be, the story will be black voters in particular mm-hmm. and the Latino Hispanic voters, voters yeah. and Hispanic voters. Yeah. 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 Cause that's literally what's going to happen Yeah, because they're going to slice and dice this cultural shit. As we talked about last episode, they're going to slice and dice these social cultural, they, they're, they're using cultural anxiety. Mm-hmm. 
that's what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, white women are going to follow them and love them forever. So, yay, things are going to get worse before they get better. By the way, you know what I realized? Every year after 2015, so every year since 2016 has gotten perpetually worse. What an uplifting note for us to end on. I'm so glad you shared that. <laughs> All right, Erica, I think I think that that about does it. Fuck these guys. Fuck small dick energy. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of it in Canada, I got to say. That passive aggression, too. Mm. What? That is key in small dick energy. Passive aggression or yipping like a dog. You know what I mean? Just overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Those two, two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with a full episode with a misogynist of the week. As always, if you have suggestions for misogynist of the week, tweet them at us. Wait, 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 wait. That has to come with a disclaimer. So whenever we've asked this in the past, people have given us some of the most obscure people they could find. Yes. And so here are the criteria. I don't want your fucking neighbor from when you were a child. Or your your high school teacher. No, it has to be somebody that's fairly well known. And when I say fairly well known, it can be like somebody who is well known in a niche market. Like niche well known is fine and of course pop culture well known is they great. gotta be googleable to yeah. the point where if i if i google their name and i hit the news tab more than one story comes up <laughs> and we get some images so those are the and rules misogynist of the week of course can always straddle into the intersections of oppression so it can be misogyny and racism the main story also has to have some misogyny in it yeah. Just saying, this has been a problem before. Okay, Erica, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.